This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora and Odyssey Sports Original. Welcome to the latest edition of Baldy's Breakdowns, the final summer edition of Baldy's Breakdowns in which we won't be recounting or looking forward to NFL games because we are still a week away from that, but it is never a dull week in the NFL as we've all come to know. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. As always, I'm here with my man, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. And we have reached a point in the year where final roster machinations are going on. We're seeing monster deals and interesting restructured deals for quarterbacks of various, uh, various points in their career we've seen unfortunately um hundreds of men get cut in many cases the end of their football journey as teams pair down to 53 players um and there is plenty of us plenty for us to dissect as we go around the league hit on some of these quarterback situations talk a little bit about the eagles the dolphins um teams that baldy has seen recently um, and get you guys set for week one of the NFL season. But, Baldy, as we record this, another quarterback domino has fallen in what has been a wild and wacky quarterback offseason. We knew when the Broncos gave up an arm and a leg for Russell Wilson that they were going to find a way to keep him around there for a long time. Those negotiations were obviously impacted by the sale of the team, which just became finalized this summer. And now Russell Wilson's got his bag. Again, he'll be making $45 million a year on a five-year extension with the Broncos. In all, Baldy, they have him for seven more years, which we know is important because he's dead set on being TB12 and playing till he's 45 as well. Just your thoughts on this. Are you okay with the length of this thing? Um, yeah. And, and, and how impactful a figure can Russell Wilson be in reviving that franchise? Well... I'll say this, Jason, and I, you know, there's probably some pushback. Some of these quarterbacks, they're worth every single penny. Yeah. Like they're the face of the organization that what they're going to do in Denver with this new ownership group. I mean, there's going to be a stadium. There's going to be a small city. Mm-hmm. Like it, it all gets fueled by your quarterback and how well he is. And if he's a great fit, I mean, can you get a better fit than Josh Allen in Buffalo with the Bills Mafia? No. Nope. Can you get a better fit than Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City in what he does for that franchise? And Russell is that guy in Denver. And, you know, it's it, it's at, at some point, maybe not this year, but they're going to build a Super Bowl contending team. They'll do whatever it takes. 
And to me, Russell Wilson is the foundational piece to that. And it's 165 guaranteed million. And the money gets crazy. I understand all of it. But when you talk about in relation to how much money this league generates, oh. they're worth every single penny of this and more. Uh, if you don't have that guy that can get you to the playoffs every year and do everything the right way and everything yeah. that Russell does, like you, you, you literally, the, what they're going to do in Denver starts with Russell Wilson. So I think it's a great deal for Russell. I think it's a great deal for the Broncos, for the city, for the new ownership group. Get it done. Get it out of the way. The, it's only going to go up from here. Yep. And uh, they got a quality guy at the, at the forefront here. Yeah, and I mean, now's the time to do it, as you say. He hasn't played it down for them yet. I mean, you, you may be, Baldy, especially when you look at, as you just pointed out, the gross revenues of, of these franchises and their values as they continue to soar on the other side of the, the, the peak of the pandemic. Like, you, you, you may be getting something that, that turns out to be fairly team-friendly here, especially because, I don't know about you, but I, I do buy Russell Wilson as someone who will do everything in his power to still be impacting football games well after the age of 40. And and I know that there's this notion out there that maybe he's a little bit damaged goods or this or that. I, I just don't see it. I think he's every bit a franchise guy. I think he's still um, one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. I think he's still in, an incredible in, improvisational force when he needs to do that stuff. And he's someone who's dedicated to football 365 days a year like Tom Brady. I was around that team twice this summer, Jason. It's really unbelievable. Uh, you know, he's got he's got CR, he's got his kids, he's got his driver. Like the limo pulls up, yeah. you know, with the kids and the family after he's been there for six hours, grinding away. He's after practice every day in the end zone working with his receiving core. Like he's married to the facility. Yeah. You know, and look, to his credit, he 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 makes sure that the family is around him. He spends time with them at the end of every single yep. practice so that he can see him and, and play, you know, the daddy role and all that stuff that's important. Um, and some people don't know how to do that. And he does. It's it, He's all consumed by it. And I think it's a good pairing with Nathaniel Hackett and the new ownership group and uh, how they're going to put this thing together. And so they've got some real good pieces there. It's a tough division. It's a fun division. Like, it's – it's full speed ahead. I I, I I can't say enough good things about Russell. And yes. look, he in 10 years, Jason, he missed three games last year because of an injury to his throwing hand. Yes. <laughs> he couldn't yeah. rip a football. Right. I mean, that's it. He's played through everything else, whether it's a, you know, a high a ankle ball. Ball. The, the high ankle. Yeah. To, to will them into a playoff run. Like, I mean, no, I, I'm with you, and and I know that we've talked about this team in our divisional previews, and, and there's still some position groups and some areas, particularly on offense, where, where you wonder a little bit about the personnel. But to go from Drew Locke two years ago, right, and Locke and Teddy last year, and Locke having to play at times when Teddy's beat up, to Russell Wilson, like, that's such a monumental leap in your quarterback room. It's it's almost hard to quantify like all that that brings with it to a locker room. Well, I mean, yes. But if you just go back to Peyton Manning's final game, Super Bowl 50, 
and the run that he had in Denver, I think there's nine starting quarterbacks since Peyton retired. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even care to try to name them all, right. but that it's, it's been futility. You know, John Elway wasn't able to get it right. They weren't able to get it right. It happens. Paxton but Lynch they got it right stuff. here. And so uh, the, the big thing is you got to lock these guys in. You got to let them know, and you got to let the whole organization, everybody in the locker room know, everybody, every fan know that this is the face of our organization. We're building around him, and we're never going to stop building. That's what Buffalo did with Josh Allen. That's what Mahomes, they're doing in, in Kansas City. And that's that's the, that's the way that you have to do it. And you've got to make sure you get that guy. And Denver did, and so now it's just a question of, you know, building up everything around him. We'll see Javante Williams once the season starts. You can't, you can't manufacture these storylines any better than the league does. To see Russell go back to Seattle, yes, and to go up against Geno Smith, and if Drew Locke is is good, I don't know. Like Seattle will know that they made whether they made a mistake or not. They're going to see what Russell Wilson still is. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I don't I don't envy them in that situation. Well, the Russell Wilson contract, I think, is something that was fairly well telegraphed when this trade was made. You know, once they get under new ownership, keeping Russell Wilson around is priority number one. A couple days before that, Baldy, we saw a, a I would say a more surprising and and in many ways much more complicated and interesting quarterback yeah. situation unfold where the 49ers on the cusp of having to decide whether to keep or cut Jimmy Garoppolo when he was making $26 million, which, again, as a vested veteran, if you keep him around as a backup and he plays, you may end up having to pay him $26 million, or actually whether he plays or not. If you cut him, he could go wherever he wants, and maybe you'd like to control the situation and get something for him. Or, Baldy, they could entertain door number three, which was Trey Lance really might not be ready. And... Garoppolo doesn't want to go to a crappy team in his free agent year and have to learn a new system on the fly and maybe hurt his earning potential in 2023. So why don't we thread this needle? We find a way to cut his salary and cap number down, give him a chance to earn three quarters of that money back through playing time and performance incentives. And now all of a sudden, Trey Lance, guess what? There there is someone behind you who, if this isn't going well, and we think the rest of this roster is Super Bowl ready, we now have someone to push you and let's be honest, take your job. If you're not ready. There's so many layers to this, Jason, you covered a bunch of them. Um, I think this happened on Tuesday, I believe Jay, maybe Monday, I guess, I I guess it was Monday. It happened. And so I was out in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was Monday, Monday before the roster cuts. This happened right before. And just before, the news broke. I was on a podcast in San Francisco and we literally did kind of a startup. Let's do five minutes of Jimmy G, get it out of the way. We'll power down just in case anything happens. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll do a, a look ahead to the 49er season. So, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm saying, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is more valuable to the 49ers than to anybody else in this league yes. right now. Yes. The carousel, shuffle that we saw this offseason, unlike any that we've ever seen, it ran out of spots because of the health of Jimmy G and the, the getting the shoulder surgery I mean, in yes. mid-March and the timing of that. And he couldn't do anything until he got healthy. And 
as biz- I, I believe Kyle Shanahan, when he came out and he said, this, this surprised me as much as anybody, because you would have thought that A, there would have been interest. B, he might have been able to go to Cleveland or Seattle or someplace and help those franchises. I think there's a bunch of franchises that he'd be a much better option in. I don't want to mention them because then it's going to make it look like they don't have a quarterback. Right. But I think he upgrades the situation. And let's face it, this is a very good roster. Yes. It's a very well-coached team. Defensively, they could be lights out good. Um, if if Trey either gets hurt or just doesn't play at a level that's playoff level, you've got a guy waiting there. Now, two things, Jason. We don't know how Trey Lance is wired yeah. to be having a guy look over his shoulder right. or the fans start champ- chanting Jimmy G. We don't know how he's wired. I mean, that happened to Carson Wentz in Philadelphia – and he went in the tank. Yes. You know, and Jalen Hurts, just the specter of the 53rd pick in the draft and on the roster. And and what what is Jalen Hurts? Like, that was enough to make him go nuts. Like, we don't know if that's going to happen to Trey Lance. And we don't know how Jimmy G is wired as a backup. Right. To have him sitting there game day on the sideline going, I, don't, I can make that throw. You know, George Kittle stopping by going, Hey man, if you were in there, that'd be a touch. You know, like you don't know how that's going to play out. You just don't. It's kind of a gamble, but it might be a good gamble. Yeah, I think it's a necessary gamble, Baldy, because Kyle Shanahan has had difficulty finding like guys who he thought would have an NFL future. You know, Mullins and Bethard. Like you could put a long list together, John Beck, right, of dudes who he stamped, rubber stamped, or fully stamped, who just never, you know never, ever, ever looked apart. So the fact that they've got an understudy there who has played in meaningful playoff games for them in multiple years, and now they've got him at their price point, and Baldy, he don't want to go anywhere else because he knows the best chance for him to play his best football is in that system with those guys like Kittle he already knows. I I just think you'd have to be a little naive not to think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a role for that team this year. Well, I mean, not just... But he can, you know, just for his future. I mean, if he gets a chance to go out there and play for any stretch this year, he can play that into a big extension contract someplace else next year. You know, and so like he's got it's it's a fantastic situation for him right now to be able to have rehabilitated right there in their facility to know the team as well as anybody to know the offense and all the things you just mentioned. I mean, it's a great situation for him. He can he can be the hero, you know, if things don't yes. work out with Trey. He can be the hero. And it might – look, Trey Lance was not good the final preseason game. It, it's preseason. No. It, it's meaningless. But he did not look good. He missed yeah. throws. Um, he didn't see the field particularly well. You know, that's – it's going to happen. I, I, I've said it all along. Like, there's not – this is not a knock on Trey. But it's hard – it's hard to win games while you're trying to develop a quarterback. Yes. And that's what the 49ers are attempting to do while they rebuild their offensive line, which might be a little shaky to start the season. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about that. Well, Baldy, I think you could have made a lot of money in Vegas if at some point in the last calendar year you put a bet on Garoppolo getting another deal with the 49ers before Lamar Jackson gets a deal with the Baltimore Ravens. He took to social media in the last week, interacted with some fans about his his contract. Somebody tweeted at him, I, I can't believe you turned down $250 million. 
Um, he plays his cards very close to the vest in general, but he 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 was like, that's complete. You know, that's nobody ever offered me that kind of money. Nothing like that's happened. He wants massive guarantees in the in the um, realm of what Deshaun Watson got. Steve Bishotti, their owner, does not believe in that, doesn't want to have to put $200 million in an escrow account and fully fund a fully guaranteed contract. He doesn't think that's good business. Baldy, the deeper this goes, the more I think it 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 doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. He's playing on a fifth-year option this year for $23 million. They're looking at either starting Patrick McCarry or Jawan James as their left tackle week one because Ronnie Stanley isn't even practicing yet. The offensive line, rookie center, uh, Powers wins the left guard job by default. He didn't play any left guard this summer, but the guys who played there stunk. And then you're looking at a franchise tag for Lamar, an exclusive rights tag, probably worth $43 million a year, which is going to count $43 million against their cap. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't have to sign that until week one when he gets paid. So talk about an interesting offseason in Baltimore. My stuff, my spidey senses are tingling all over the place about this one, Baldy. Well, there's also, you know, and this is where Steve Bashotti is sort of wanting to buck the trend. I mean, Lamar carries the ball an awful lot. He gets hit an awful lot. We know that the longevity of these guys that play that style of football is not for long. It's just a matter of time. And we haven't seen a great evolution of Lamar being able to trans transition to more pocket quarterback and getting rid of the ball and doing those kind of things. We love the excitement he brings in the style of play that he does, but that's not a 15 year career waiting to happen. And so I think Steve Bashadi is smart enough to know that. Um, I don't think it's going to change a great deal, uh, you know, especially if JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards and some of these backs that you know might not, be ready for prime time yet. Uh, so I, I think there's like real hesitancy on the Ravens. And the longer it goes, the more it dangles and the more people talk about it. But that's where it's at right now. Namar doesn't have an agent. And so it's it's a difficult negotiation. And they've got to probably, by this contract, make a decision if Lamar is going to be the quarterback for the next five to ten years or he isn't. And – if he isn't, they got to figure something out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The Ravens get a lot of flowers and bouquets about their personnel decisions, but I I, I'm, I'm, I want to drill down on their offensive line for a minute here, Baldy, because the Ronnie Stanley situation, 
was always going to be problematic. He he has major surgeries to his ankle midseason a couple of years back. He comes back last season. He plays week one horribly, goes back under the knife a couple weeks later and has to redo that entire lengthy process again. Um, the Ravens chose not to address left tackle at all, even though they used 11 draft picks. They chose to keep spending money on right tackles, but gave no money in free agency to anyone who's ever played a snap at left tackle in the NFL. They're trying to convert Jawan James, who hasn't played football at all in two years, from being a, a, a pretty good right tackle to left tackle on the fly. And their backup is Patrick McCurry, a guy who has been a jack of all trades for them and who I really like a lot but has never played left tackle at this level. We've seen Dwayne Brown and and now even Jason Peters is making the rounds house. And you've got a quarterback in this situation. We just talked about, does it blow your mind at all? The way it blows mine that like, this is literally where the Ravens find themselves again. Like, I don't know how you don't have some insurance for Ronnie Stanley other than these two scenarios we're talking about. Well, their insurance is playing in Kansas city. And that was Zeus. Yeah, That's what he wanted to play. Yeah. So uh, we we got to see what Ben Cleveland becomes, if anything. Daniel oh. Falele, we kind of know what he is, Jason. It's a project. I mean, he's just a, I mean it, it's just we have never really seen a guy 390 pounds, you know, handle the athleticism that he sees out there yeah. uh, that he's got to be able to see. I, I think it's, you know, Morgan Moses is um, – a stopgap at this point. Uh, everybody yep. loves Morgan Moses, but um, it's just, you know, there's, he's seen his best days. Uh, he's now on his third team in three years. Um, Kevin Zeitler, the same thing right now. I mean, they're, they're long in the tooth up front right now. I, I think Tyler Linderbaum played nine plays in the preseason. Nine snaps in total, Baldy. Nine snaps total. Nine snaps, and you're anointing him as yeah. your starting center, and he's got to play, he's got to play big. Um, bigger than I think he is. Uh-huh. Uh, so you look this whole this whole philosophy of what they want to do is built around a powerful run game. And you're right; it, they're bringing it Kenyon Drake off the street. I mean, that's their run game. They're they're bringing Kenyon Drake off the street after he got cut again. No, I don't know how many teams Kenyon's been here. You know, Cardinals and you know, Raiden, Raiders, and you know he's just bouncing around, but. This is what they've been doing at running back since those guys got hurt last year before the season started. Just bringing guys in off the street. Like, that's not going to get it done. No. It's it's not going to – you're not going to pass by Cincinnati with that with that roster right now. I think it's going to be really tough. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting situation for Lamar. Staying in that division, Baldy, Mike Tomlin, as of the recording of this podcast, refuses – to provide any hints on who his starting quarterback is, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you know it's Mitch Trubisky. Um, <laughs> okay. It would be shocking and stunning if it's not Mitch Trubisky. You know, Pickett played uh, against guys who weren't good enough to make that Lions team in the second half, but they paid Mitch Trubisky real money. I mean, we're we're talking about offensive line problems. The, the, I mean, that's like they 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 went to the Ravens and said, "You think you know how to mangle an offensive line?" Here, hold hold our beer. Um, we're we're not going to bring anybody to the dance who who we know can play at this level. I, I just have a hard time fathoming that they would put Pickett with such limited work into that role, knowing when we go to him down the line, 
Um, like that's the that's the card we play, right? If Trubisky is a sniff. So, look, I I've been out to Latrobe. Um, there's my, watching Mike Tomlin coach is, is a lot of fun. I don't know what he can do to this offensive line. I mean, I thought Mitch Trubisky played great in the final preseason game. Mm-hmm. Somehow they put up 16 points, yeah. even though the offensive line in the first half, even though the offensive line committed five penalties and Dan Moore, the left tackle committed holding calls on Aiden Hutchinson on back-to-back plays. Uh, but it didn't matter. James Daniels, um, you know, a core four, they all were guilty. Like they brought in Mason Cole and James Daniels and, and I don't see those guys being upgrades over anything else they had. Kevin Dotson has had a hard time staying healthy. And so I watch this group and I go, and I love Kenny Pickett. Every, I mean, the guy was a stud in preseason. But there's no point in putting him out there right now behind this group. Like I know he gets rid of the ball quickly. He sees things fast. And that's good. But like there's just no need to put him out there and rush him right now. And I think that's what they would be doing. And I'm not saying – let uh, Mitch Trubisky be, you know, the martyr here. Because Mitch played good. I, I, I can't knock yeah. him at all. He played very, very well. And his receiving core is close to being elite, especially if George Pickens becomes what I think he is. And so, but N- Najee Harris has got no place to Nowhere. go. And he already looks like he's a little banged up, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this thing, I, I want to – you know, lean on Mike Tomlin's record of 15 years and no losing seasons and see all that stuff. But that is a tough group. And they don't have reinforcements. Kendrick Green, he struggled at left guard. He struggled at center last year. They don't look like they have reinforcements that can, you know, step up and step in right now. It just doesn't – they don't have that roster. Like, I'm looking for them to pick up guys off the waiver wire right now to see if they can upgrade. Well, one team that certainly addressed its deficiencies at offensive line, and they tried to for years in the draft, only a lot of times the draft couldn't play well enough. The Miami Dolphins, you have recently laid eyes on them. Um, It seems like down there in South Florida, the narrative has changed from can Tua play to how great Tua might be. Are you you buying that hype? I know when we've talked about this team in the past, you and I are simpatico that Boy, speed kills, and they've got speed in droves, and it does look like a better unit up front. And if Mostert and some of these guys can stay a little bit healthy in the backfield and that scheme, we know what they can do. I think two is primed to succeed. Um, are, are you buying the, the 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 emerging to a hype train? Yeah, I am. I, I You know, like, look, I mean, I give Mike McDaniel credit in the final preseason game. He's got the Eagles on a Saturday night, and the first play is, you know, all right, you go deep, uh, Tyreek. We'll throw it as far as we can. We'll, we'll hopefully yeah. we, can, we can get it to yeah. you. And 51 yards. And then you know what? If you if we make this completion, we're going to hurry up on the ball and we're going to run the next play on a crossing route. We're going to stretch the field vertically and we're going to stretch it horizontally to you, Tyreek. You okay with that? You know, four plays later, they're dancing in the end zone. And then you watch the run game and you go, this is like the magic dust that we saw in San Francisco for the last four or five yeah. years. Like, it didn't matter. Like it's the same group. I mean, Mostert had one big run, but like Miles Gaskin and and Ahmed and some of these guys that have been there, you go, they just look like guys all of a sudden. Like they got these, you know, clear lanes to the free safety. It's one one play after another. I realize the Eagles didn't play my, right. many guys, so I'm you know I'm not going to go crazy. But I think I think Tua has always been accurate. 
I think he's fundamentally very sound. You could say he's not 6'6", he's not Josh Allen, he's not prototypical, he doesn't have a laser, but he's efficient. He's very, very efficient. And that's kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco. And so, to me, why can't he be what Jimmy Garoppolo has been over the last five years in San Francisco? I think he can be every bit of that. I I am right there with you. You you mentioned the Eagles. Um, wanted to touch on, on them on the defensive side of the ball. Baldy, they made another transaction. I, I really think it's kind of a steal to, to buttress their secondary even more. I mean, I can remember a couple years ago when you're 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 in that that town. You're right there where I don't think Howie Roseman could leave his house without hearing about his 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 deficiencies in the secondary, they seem to have done a lot of work to make that a strength. Well, I mean, it's, it's been an unbelievable offseason. Yeah, James Bradbury, they didn't have a, you know, that that's an upgrade over Steve Nelson who started yeah. last year. Yeah. You know, they brought in a bunch of safeties, um, you know, Jakarski, Tart, all these guys, like, you know, they just didn't have it. To make this trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's 24 years old, yeah. Jason. Yeah. He's a proven player. Uh, he's a he's a great tackler. He can play in the slot. He can play down in the box. He can blitz. Like he's got good instincts, and he's a good tackler, and he's a pit bull. Like he's like he adds a little, you know, something a little bite to your little defense. Sauce. Yeah. Uh huh. And so, and he's twenty four. Like those guys, it's hard to find safeties to begin with in this league. I don't know. Yep. I guess it was maybe it's a contract deal that he wanted. He didn't practice yes. for a while in New Orleans. Then he did practice. Maybe they just got tired of it. Who knows? But to get Chauncey Gardner Johnson for, I don't know, a fifth round pick, whatever it was, like after being a proven player, like they that fixes the back end. Him and Marcus Epps, it fixes the back end of this defense. It's the missing piece. They've upgraded every single level of this defense. Yeah. You know, Jonathan Gannon's got a lot to work with right now. Um, they should be very, very stout up front. They're eight deep on the defensive line. The linebacking core, Kazir White, TJ Edwards, um, you know, the rookie from Georgia. Like, they're, they're like they actually have got depth right now at all these positions. They got depth at corner. And so they, they've done a good job. I, I give Howie Roseman a lot of credit. Uh, they traded away the biggest mistake Howie's made in the last five years to his credit. Like Jalen Rager just Rager, was not yeah. going to be yeah. an upgrade. Like, nope. They give him to a team that couldn't believe that they that they drafted him instead of Justin Jefferson to begin with, the Minnesota Vikings. Right. They got what they could for him, which wasn't going to be much. Uh, basically, they traded Jalen Rager for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is what they did this week. Yeah. No, I, I think it's great work. And I, I, I especially coupled with Dallas's issues now on the offensive line. Um, I, well, I that's, feel like that's in a whole other story, Jason. Like, yeah. I remember this. I remember – I always like I, I'm a little biased here, Jason, but to me, Zach Martin has been their best offensive player for yeah. the last decade, and that's not a knock on Dak or Zeke or anybody. Um, but he's been he's just been as good as anybody at that position, and every single run ends up behind Zach Martin. <laughs> but you know, he said Zach said going into training camp this year, he said, "Look, I can't wait to find out what our identity is going to be." And, and I, I, my ears perked up, and I'm like, yeah, me neither. And now you lose your left tackle, and they simply don't have a replacement. No. They started Josh Ball, a fourth-round pick at a Marshall. 
He didn't look particularly good. They put, you know, a fifth-round pick rookie out there yeah. in the fourth quarter didn't look particularly good. They've committed an egregious amount of penalties already this preseason after having way too many last year. I don't know what they're going to do up front. I don't think they know how they're going to line up week one right now, Jason, on the offensive line. Yeah. No, I don't either, and it's 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 a significant, significant problem. Well, Baldy, the next time we do this will be on the cusp of the season kickoff game that we've all been eagerly awaiting since the schedule came out. The Rams and the Bills, we will talk about that game next week. We will also get you guys primed for the other week one action that, um, you know, that, that we find most interesting. And we thank you, as always, for listening to Baldy's Breakdowns. Please check us out on Twitter at Jason Lock and for at Baldy NFL. Um, you guys rate, review. Um, please give us feedback wherever you subscribe to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, um, what have you. We will be doing this all season long, right through the Super Bowl and into next offseason. Football is almost here. We're fired up. You're fired up. And next week, we'll have week one on the docket when we meet again for Baldy's Breakdown.